everyone. Welcome back to the Business Hogs podcast, a podcast about business, self-improvement, and economic issues. Today, we're here with Gia Hans and Sheila Huche, who are the founders of Empowering Economics. Today's episode is called The Businesswoman Spotlight, episode 19. And if you want to check out a couple of sneak peeks of this episode, please make sure to check out our latest Instagram post at The Business Hogs. Hope you enjoy. Uh, yeah, of course. So my name is Shaylee Soche, and I am a junior at Glendale in Texas, and I am one of the co-founders of Empowering Economics. Hi, my name is Gia Johnson. Um, I'm a senior also at Glenda Dawson High School, and I am the other co-founder of Empowering Economics. We are yeah, so, here. Yeah, it's like really great to have you come on today. It's, um, we're, it's, yeah, so anyway, would you like to tell us about your organization, Empowering Economics? Of course. So we started Empowering Economics uh, almost about a year ago. Um, at the beginning of the whole pandemic is when the idea came about. We all had a little bit more time on our hands, and we really wanted to do something that benefited not only our interests, but the interests of other girls. And so we decided to create a blog that is mainly to provide girls the opportunity to explore the field of business and all of the opportunities that are encompassed within it. And I'm sure Gia has a little bit more to say about that. Um, Yeah, so we did start about a year ago, and essentially we... Um, have a website that we post blog posts on um, regarding any of the many topics in business and economics. Um, Some of the things we've written about um, are some resources for girls who want to pursue this field in college or how they can get started with things like digital marketing in case they're interested in that. We just kind of like educating them and ourselves as much as possible about new topics um, under the very big umbrella of business and economics. And um, we're excited for all of the new ventures that we're working on right now. And yeah, that's basically a rundown on what we do. Yeah, I, I feel like it's really great what both of you are doing because like this is my personal opinion, but I don't really see that there's a lot of woman-owned businesses in America right now. Yeah, for sure. That was definitely one of the things that we wanted to combat. And I think as friends, we are very close friends. And I think one of the main aspects of our friendship is that we've both been interested in business from a very young age. And we both have that like entrepreneurial mindset. And business was something that we have been interested in for the longest time. And, you know, when you're trying to figure out what you want to do, you look up to role models and you're like, what are these people doing? And for us, I think it was very hard to find women in business and for me personally finance that I could look up to and so that's kind of where the idea for maybe providing resources came about and that's kind of how we got started in the first place um actually so I have a question for you guys what made you I think target the you know young woman audience as in terms of you know instead of going for a different type of audience if that makes sense yeah of course so um, I think that when you start, your education in STEM starts really early, and we didn't see that education for business, right? Obviously, they're connected, but there are differences. So instead of targeting girls who 
already kind of have their mindset as to what they wanted to do. We wanted to provide those informa- that information to girls at a younger age, just starting a little bit earlier, kind of exploring the possibility of business. Because growing up, that wasn't really an opportunity that we had. We were very STEM-oriented people as young kids. And if Gia wants to expand on that. Um, yeah, for sure. Like she said, um, STEM is one of is very focused on whenever you're in your primary education all throughout high school. And um, for us, the way that we realized we wanted to go further in business, kind of pursue it in college and beyond, was um, through finding organizations in high school, which is pretty late compared to when kids who want to pursue STEM or other interests um, start honing their passions. And um, in in that sense, we've only kind of been on this trajectory for um, three to four years, and we wanted to kind of um, extend the opportunity to start developing business as a passion even earlier for any young girls that would um, read our blog posts and hopefully learn something from what we're trying to do. Yeah, so... Yeah, I... Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Yeah, uh, so anyways, I feel like some people, like, there's, 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 like, two types of people that one the one group being the ones that are really good at stem and the other ones who are really interested in business and the fact that both of you have both of them that's that's just really cool um yeah for sure i think it's very important to strike some kind of balance just because business is about intersectionality no matter what field of work you go into whether it be medicine whether it be uh, politics there's always going to be some aspects of business that you're going to need to integrate into your work so that's why we think it's so important to start at a young age like no matter what your interest is there's always some aspect of business that you're going to need to have to use yeah i think like just the aspect of also having personal finance in your life too besides like just business strategies i feel like that's also really important to convey to people at a young age i think that's very true um personal finance even Aside from just being part of business in general, I think it's something that everyone um, benefits from in their life. And and yeah, you were absolutely right about that. I, so I know you mentioned, uh, Amari, you can take um, I definitely agree with the fact that like, just going back to what you said, we don't, as I think women in business, we don't really have an outlet for that until high school. But as in terms of what you've learned from the past few years, what do you think being a woman in business as of now means to you? I can start. Um, I think <laughs> I think being a woman in business is really about empowerment. Um, it's kind of teaching yourself or being or learning that it's possible to kind of take charge of your situation, your circumstances, everything around you. Um, what, okay, so a statistic that's always stood out to me ever since I kind of learned it was that um, there's less than 10% of Fortune 500 CEOs that are women and an even smaller percentage of that, probably less than 5% is POC women. Um, and speaking as a, a person of color, that's also a woman, um, I, I think that being able to learn about business and knowing what I want to pursue in my life and having that be a goal of mine, it's empowering. It really has me, um, it, I think being goal-driven and, and being a woman in business are two very um, connected 
things. And I'm really glad about that. So yeah, I can hand it over to Shaili now. Yeah, of course. So for me personally, I've always been interested in finance and stocks and um, economics in general. That's always been a big part of my life. So being a woman in business to me means kind of being able to have opportunities that were originally meant for men. Um, Another statistic, I guess, is that there are so few women on the stock exchange uh, floor at the NYSE. And for me, that was kind of like, that's an opportunity that I'll never get to have growing up. I was always like, that's not meant for me. I'm not allowed to be there, but that's not the reality. The reality is that I am allowed to be there and that it is my right to be there if I wanted to be. So I think being a woman in business means taking advantage of opportunities that maybe weren't meant for you, but you have the ability to be there. I think that's important to me. Just making your own opportunities in a world that wasn't designed for women but should be more women-friendly and women-based. Yeah, I think a lot of girls are really taking your stand, really, because um, in DECA at our school, like, uh, half of them are are girls now. Uh, Yeah, we're both a part of DECA, actually. And I think, and I agree, There, I think in our DECA chapter, it is mainly males, but I have seen a growth in women over the past two years that I've been, or the past three years that I've been in it now, um, we definitely see a large increase in the number of females in the club. And that's just really empowering. And it makes us feel really good about ourselves because, you know, um, I think the year I joined, I was maybe one of three or four girls. And for me, that was a little bit saddening. But I think just seeing girls being interested in the club and wanting to learn more about business, it made me feel really good and definitely made me feel more of a community as a business, as a woman interested in business, seeing all these girls around me in this club. Who I, I know you mentioned before that you guys had some pretty powerful role, uh, role models that you guys looked up to. Uh, who were some of them? Jia, do you want to take this one first? Uh, yes. Give me one second to gather my thoughts. Um, someone that we actually wrote about some time ago is Melanie Perkins, who is the founder of Canva. If you guys have um, maybe used or heard of that site before. Yeah, it's, it. um, it's essentially like a... It's a platform that a lot of people and businesses use for digital marketing or even people use for presentations or just personal life. And um, we found, we think she's really interesting. Um, she, was, she was from Australia and she founded Canva by herself with her partner. And um, now she's valued at over a billion. And it's kind of crazy to see how actual real women are making these strides in the business world and kind of establishing themselves in the same playing field as everyone else. Um, So she's definitely one of them for both of us, I think. And I can let Charlie go next. Um, Yeah, so we actually did another businesswoman spotlight as well. And that was somebody who I uh, look up to and is very dear to my heart. And that's Ursula Burns who is actually, she was actually the CEO of Xerox for a really long time. And seeing a woman, especially a woman of color in such a position of power in the business world was just so influential to me. And actually, um, she was one of the first women that I actually saw in like the CEO position. And that kind of made me feel like it was something that I could do as well. And it wasn't something that was so out of reach and so impossible to get at. And something about her just the power she exudes and the energy she has is just amazing and I really do look up to her as a person and as a businesswoman 
Yeah, I think it's definitely important to have a role model. Actually, it's funny that, you know, this question arose because I wanted to bring up, um, even though there's like the business side, um, there's also like the economic side. So my biggest inspiration is probably Janet Yellen. Um, I think she was the chairperson of the Fed and she was the first woman to do that. So I just think that it's really cool. I think it's really important to have a role model and to have almost like a tour to be able to study their lives because, you know, it, it not only, I think, provides you um, a sort of inspiration, but it also provides you like almost like a step-by-step way of getting there, the attitude that you kind of have to embody as well. Oh, yeah, sorry. I guess I can go. Um, I definitely agree with you. I think now that you're seeing all these women in business who have made such large strides, like Melanie Perkins and Ursula Burns, um, you see kind of like a change in the attitude of girls towards business. Because earlier it used to be when a girl was looking to go into business, they would see men as their role models. And that's kind of not the same as having a female role model to look up to. Personally, that's how I feel. But I think just you see more girls interested in the field of business. And I think just as a whole, that is a very good kind of new aspect and new world we're going into. And I'm very proud of all these women who have made such big impacts in the business world and all these females who are going to make big impacts in the business world in the future as well. Do you guys find that like people might not take you seriously online because you guys are women? Like, do you, do you, ever like feel that type of discrimination against you guys um i'd like to say that we don't but obviously there is that kind of mindset that is always has always been there and unfortunately will always be there but we try not to think about that because our audience is mainly girls we don't want that kind of mindset to go from us to them so we try to forget about all of that and we try to do what we can for the girls who are reading our blog and who may come across our resources um, for sure. And I, I agree exactly with what um, Shaylee said. And again, we do recognize that inherently there will always be um, some bias, especially in the field that we're in. But with what we're trying to do and how we're trying to empower young girls to kind of um, overcome that as as early as possible, I think that and other movements started by so many other influential um, and empowering women are kind of the thing that will help bring us even closer to that level playing field. And ultimately we're just really excited to be doing what we're passionate about and helping as many people as we can um, because we would like to lessen that gap as much as possible. And if we have any part in it, then it's, a source of pride essentially for us um i definitely agree that that bias exists but i think it exists for uh, obviously a multitude of different reasons but i think for you guys why do you guys think this bias exists and um you know what are you guys doing about it um i think that kind of the archetype of the strong um commandeering businessman CEO um, who is able to be a strong leader and can kind of tell, can, can kind of direct everyone in doing the right thing. That's, that's something that's been very prevalent or is kind of the only stereotype of a CEO that you really think of. 
um, in the business field. And, you know, we've been exposed to that narrative for our entire lives. Um, whenever you're younger, really, you know, when people ask you what you want to be when you grow up, I've personally never seen a young girl um, say that, oh, I want to be a chief executive officer when I grow up. Um, and a lot of times that role is kind of just designated to men automatically. And um, seeing as both of us would like to advance in this field and we feel very strongly about it. Um, and then that combined with seeing the very small percentage of women that even ascend to that position in the first place, um, we want to bridge that gap as much as possible. And we think that by doing things like making an educational blog, um, hosting workshops, hosting seminars, um, trying to educate just as many people as possible, whether even if they're not young girls, um, we've had a couple of men reach out to us and say that they really enjoyed our content. And I think just being able to educate anyone around that is willing to listen, I think that is our contribution. And we really hope to expand that as much as possible in the future. Yeah, I think if there were more, you know, like girls interested in business, then there would be more female CEOs, because if it's a male dominated industry, statistically, doesn't it make sense that more men are going to be CEOs? Yes, that's correct. You're right about that. And that's why I think it's so important for the educational aspect of learning that business is a field that you can pursue in the future. I think that should happen as early as possible, just like with science and math and English core classes when you're just starting grade school. I think that introducing business as a concept to as early as possible is um, a way that we can kind of combat that that situation that happens. Yeah, I think that definitely like encouraging more young women to get into business and personal finance, especially like if that's something that they want to do, but don't feel like they should because of, let's say, like gender roles, then, you know, I think that's a, a very important step in getting more female CEOs. Yeah, that's true. You're right. And I think to kind of add on to that, it's it's important to recognize that being an executive and being a mother or a partner or a family-oriented person are not mutually exclusive at all. Um, there's so many women out there that do it every day. They come home and maintain their families and then they they're ready to go to work and take over the business world. Um, and I think as a, as um, a society and the business field in general, we've kind of been pushing the narrative that women need to choose um, when there's also men in the same position of, or of trying to maintain their family, they should be just as um, kind of accountable for that. But there's never, there's never a question of whether men should be choosing or not. And I think that making, um, making it clear to young girls and, and women that are kind of entering this phase of their life that they don't have to prioritize one thing over the other necessarily because they can do both. Um, I think that's an important step that the business field needs to needs to promote more. Actually, I really agree with that statement. I think that as you know, women in business, actually in STEM, right? We kind of 
we need to step away from the gender role that, you know, the woman has to take care of the house and the man goes to work, right? It has to be that there's kind of equal accountability, as you were saying, and the fact that we are seen just as people for our merit. And I think that that's the point where in business we're going to move forward and we're going to bring new ideas to the table, especially being a woman. Um, and I think that this whole you know, disparity is brought from the fact that we are just taught gender roles so young. And I think that if we are able to kind of deconstruct this kind of, I think, honestly, toxic thinking is this is the day I think that we'll move forward. And I think that is exactly what you guys, your mission is, right, to kind of deconstruct this thinking and, you know, see each other for our merit instead of you know, our gender. Yeah, you are absolutely right. Um, I think, I think we're all what we just, as women in any field and um, speaking for myself, just as a woman in business, I think equality and kind of being just judged as who I am on a person and being taken on my merit and my um, opinions and what I can contribute to the table. I think that will always be something that's really important to me. And, um, I can let Shaili add in if she wants to, but yeah, you you were right about that. I agree with you fully. No, I agree as well. I completely agree with you, what you just said. Right, and I think that that's the taboo conversation that we have to go and bring about in the business world. And I actually appreciate, you know, and I saw your website, I appreciate what you guys are doing because you're taking the step that a lot of girls are actually afraid to take, right? Um, and the whole, I think, concept of being able to educate girls and provide them with the resources that they need to step forward and, you know, feel empowered to kind of push for these, some of these executive roles is really an amazing thing to me. I'm, I look up to something like that. Thank you so much. That's definitely the goal for us. Um, I think kind of adding on to what you said with that, a lot of the times that women or girls in general feel like they can't step forward or try to pursue something that they love um, or just want to become interested in. It's it's because they don't really have the resources or the opportunities lined up for them um, or maybe the same opportunities and resources that a lot of boys and men have available for them, just ready to use. Um, and for us, we're, we're really just trying to trying to push out these resources and show show young girls that they can also create the same opportunities that they um, that they see people in everyday life going for and if we can achieve that with however many people as possible I think that's that's the goal for us we would just love to expand that impact right um so actually I have a question for you guys either of you can answer the question but do you guys feel like there was either personal story that you had where you faced this kind of discrimination, you know, um, or you like experienced the gender roles or have you maybe helped someone out of that? Like, what is something I think like a personal inspiration for you guys to kind of go about this mission? Um, I would say that just being, you know, in a family that prioritizes STEM education has been very difficult just because you don't, you're not expected to take, it's kind of surprising when you go about the business pathway, you know? 
And I think just kind of finding it in myself to do what I wanted to do and was passionate about and not kind of succumbing to the fact that people around me weren't as supportive of it as I was, and especially a lot of my friends as well, um, you know, in the kind of environment that we grow up in. We're all very STEM-oriented at the beginning, and I think my friends were all very going in the STEM pathway, and that was the classes that they were choosing, and those were the kind of internships that they were looking for. And it was very, it was very difficult for me to kind of understand that I didn't have to be like what everybody else was doing. And um, I didn't have to go about the same pathway that everybody else was going about. And it was really hard for me to kind of just take a step back and say, okay, you know, I don't have to follow what every single girl around me is doing. There is a chance and, you know, there is a way for me to do what I want to do, no matter who's going to say what they, what they want to say, if they're going to say that I'll never make it because I am a female, that's just something that I have to go and prove them wrong, right? So that was kind of the mm-hmm. mindset that I had going into it. It was more of like, it is something I can do and I had to make that reassurement in myself. And then, you know, you kind of, you get the results and that kind of shows other people that, you know, you are capable of doing it and they shouldn't doubt you. And if, and if they do, that's just something you're going to have to deal with because it happens everywhere. It's going to happen in the workplace. And it's just something I've learned to deal with because as long as you're sure in yourself that you can do what you want to do, no matter who is around you, whether it be all males or, um, you know, people who look down on you, you have to know that you can do it by yourself and that it's an opportunity for you to succeed, no matter what everybody else thinks. Mm-hmm. Actually, it's, I mean, I totally agree. I think for me, my biggest inspiration is probably, honestly, and I know this sounds cliche, but, you know, moms are the greatest. I would say it was just my mom. She really acted like my dad um, had to move away for a while when we were kids. And my mom acted as a single parent. So she obviously was for business. So it wasn't anything, you know, super crazy. But um, she found that work-life balance where she became a director at her company. She took care of me and my brother. And we both had, I think, an amazing childhood. And the fact that she was able to, you know, handle so much and, I think that that determination, the fact that she could move up, even though she was a woman, even though she had all these responsibilities, I think was the biggest driver for me to go and pursue whatever I was passionate about, because I know as a woman, I can do both, right? And I can be can be the mom, I can be the partner, but I can also be the executive, as you said, at my company, or I can move up and I can kind of break that glass ceiling so that was definitely an inspiration for me and I mean come on everyone's mom is just like is there anything is there anything I mean honestly I I, I can't I, I have nothing yeah I think I, I just can't put into words I think how inspired I am by my my mom right and I think that's what I think if you have that role model and a motivator in your life I think that's what's um really important and that's what you guys I think are providing to girls who don't really have that um that resource 
Absolutely, yeah. You were definitely correct about um, how influential moms are. I think I fully relate to that sentiment. Um, my mom has been very influential in my life. She's the reason that I've able I've been able to do everything that I have, and the reason that I will achieve anything in the future. Um, and I think that the other half of your statement where you said that um, it's important to kind of provide that same feeling to young girls who maybe don't have um, that same motherly figure in their life. I think that is very important. I'm glad you said it because um, a lot of times there, there are very driven young girls who have things they want to achieve and then they're just told that it's a pipe dream or they don't really have anyone to kind of help them towards that step or kind of tell them the difference between what they can and can't do, which should be nothing. There should be nothing that you can't do. But um, from a young age, a lot of women or a lot of young girls especially are told that there are more limitations on what they can and can't do. And um, for me personally, my mom has always made it clear that I can do anything I want to. I can do anything I put my mind to. And if we can kind of reinforce that sentiment at all for any young girls that read our blog posts, um, I think that's a very invaluable feeling and I will always be thankful for it. So if I can disseminate it to anyone else, that that is the dream, absolutely. All right. Yeah, I think it's really important that like um, how you guys address the discrimination against women in business and how your resources on your blog post like help to actively combat that so I think it's really important that you guys are actually doing what you say like your mission is for women in business yeah thanks so much that just it means a lot coming from people and I think it makes it all worth it all the time that we put into writing blogs and creating content and just thinking about what will make the most impact, just kind of getting that feedback really does make us feel like what we're doing is worth it and makes us want to keep going. So thank Do you, you aspire to be an entrepreneur one day? Um, I think that that is eventually the goal, yes. I think that we're doing all of this. So maybe not exactly entrepreneurship for me personally, but just breaking into the business field and being able to actually pursue my life's work in business, whether it be finance or, um, you know, marketing or just being in like an, an executive position, you know, that's not something that I'm completely sure about yet, but it's definitely the path that I'm on the way to doing. Uh, yeah, I agree with Shaylee on that. Um, I think that being an entrepreneur eventually is something I would love to step into. But um, until then, I have a lot of other interests that I would like to pursue. I want to um, work in marketing or I want to travel around the world doing international business for a company. And um, obviously in that case, I would probably be working um, for another company. But at some point I want to, I hope that I can build up um, the resources and assets in my life and get to a point where I can comfortably become an entrepreneur and um, hopefully do something that can also help people. I think that's, that's obviously very much part of the goal. Um, but I think since business as a field is 
so big and virtually everything every other field in the world has an intersectionality with business so i think that there will never be any limitation on um, new things to explore new paths to take and um yeah sorry kind of a long answer to your question but yes Um, what kind of business, like, this is kind of like a general question. I know it's pretty abstract right now, but what kind of business would you guys maybe think of starting in the future? Like, would it be something pertaining to this topic? Um, personally, I've always been interested in real estate and kind of the financial aspect of real estate as well. So maybe if I were to do something in the future, it would maybe have something to do with that. But honestly, I think... You know, as I, as I grow older and I have more experience, I'll be able to find passions and other things that I'm interested in and maybe also include those in maybe an entrepreneurship venture or, you know, my own personal business life. Yeah, and I think one of my personal favorite parts about business is definitely the versatility. Um, you can take virtually any passion and turn it into a business. And like Shaylee said, with the real estate uh, business as an option or um, or even just exploring other passions like for me that's music um, that's design that's art stuff like that um, you can make a business out of any of those three things and I hope to obviously develop more passions in the future and maybe consider um, using those towards my my dream my entrepreneurial dreams but um I think knowing that there's an option to do that with pretty much anything is is a very comforting thought because I know that passions change and goals change, but um, no matter what, I know that I will be able to use the things that I love and kind of turn them into anything business oriented. And I think that's that's great. I love I love the, the moldability of business essentially. Yeah, I think that, um, you know, business, I think the, the skills that you hone are very versatile, as you said, because, I mean, everyone has to make transactions, right? That That's just the way we are. So, no, I, I actually really appreciate, um, I think, that idea. So, I mean, is there anything else you guys um, wanted to add or anything else you want to say about your mission for Empowerment Economics? Gia, did you want to take this one? Um, yeah, sure, I'll start. I thank you guys so much for having us on here. Um, we had a great time talking about the things that we talked about and kind of discussing business and economics and um, how it relates to the world with you guys. Um, I One thing I would like to add for, I guess, anyone that um, is going to listen to your podcast is that it doesn't matter who you are, or where you come from, but you can kind of pursue anything that you want to. Um, opportunities aren't really handed to you a lot of the time, and a lot of time people create for themselves. And I think that's what we're trying to do with empowering economics. Um, we 
really just want to do anything we can to expand the impact of what we've already done. Um, we have a bunch of other things um, in the works that we're planning on bringing out with Empowering Economics. And we're very glad to have your support and have this conversation. Um, it was very enlightening for me at least. And I will let yeah. Shiley go now. Uh, yeah, of course. I think when we started Empowering Economics um, a little under a year ago, I still remember us trying to come up with a name and you know making our website at first and I don't think we ever thought it would come to the point that we were on podcasts and we'd have you know hundreds of followers or anything like that so I think that's just you know if you have a vision and you have maybe an idea the best thing to do is just to take the first step because that is always the hardest step uh, we weren't really sure what would come out of this but I think just us just going ahead and doing it and just taking that step and it really has created an impact and we are we are in a place where we never thought that we would be and it's just a really great feeling knowing that we have helped girls and that we have so much to come in the future from doing this and we're just very thankful and very very excited for what is to come in the future so thank you guys so much thank you i mean we i definitely appreciate having guys i know devin and eric did too um, and just to know that, you know, that support network, I think, between women is there no matter what. It's funny because like, we're on the East Coast and you're all the way in Texas. And yet, like, there is still a topic that we can all relate to. So, Thank you again, Gia and Shaylee, for being on. You got you brought a lot of insight to this conversation, and we couldn't have asked for a better episode from the both of you. Anyway, to all our listeners out there, this is episode 19, the Businesswoman Spotlight, wrapped up. Next week, we will be releasing one episode, and that one episode will be on becoming financially literate, and that is going to be featuring Queenie Way. And she is a, another wealth coach, and she's 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 really relatable, and she's going to bring a lot of important and useful information while also making it entertaining so i hope you check out this episode you stay till the end of this episode and you stay till the end of next week's episode anyway we're signing off this is the business hogs and hope you enjoyed this episode